0: Chats from the Blog Cabin. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I virtually invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. Today is a little bit different because today is another solo episode. I wanted to talk to you really about people that are hurting. Um, there are so many people in this world that past traumas have really gotten them down. Um, there are so many people that I'm reaching out and I'm listening to friends and family that are talking about all the toxic people that are in their lives that they're having to cut out of their lives, and it just really resonates with me because. I, too, struggle with that. Um, sometimes, as an Enneagram, too, I know I mentioned this before, I feel like I'm not good enough, and I feel like the fear of rejection is very strong within me, so I don't say my piece because of the fact that I am scared of being rejected. So one of the things that really, really, really stands out, there's a couple of things in my Bible um, devotional readings um, this week, past week that have really stood out to me and one was um, actually Karen Ehrman who I absolutely love 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 she wrote about talking about being a people pleaser and she says being a people pleasing people pleasing puts people in the place of God and that stopped me in my tracks for a moment because I'm like that's so true when we stop and we start thinking about how the world sees us instead of how God sees us then that's when we start getting very downtrodden we get very down on ourselves we get very depressed we get very we start comparing ourselves to others and what we compare ourselves to we're only comparing ourselves to the highlight reel instead of the real reel. and i've noticed that a lot lately with other people as well and i've had to stop with especially for me myself i've had to stop and say okay is this serving The person or is it serving God or is it serving me to feel this way? And yes, unfortunately, I've hit that unfollow button on Instagram. There was a couple of people that I actually, there was a shop that for the longest time was one of their biggest champions, but it started to be a trigger for me because it seemed like every time that I would comment, even though I was one of the, I was actually the very first customer, every time I would comment, I would never get a response back. And they didn't follow me. They wouldn't do anything. And I'm like, wow, I'm your first customer. I have been there for biggest champion all along. And you can't follow me. You can't reply to a, a something I ask. And I unfollowed that button very quick. I, yeah, I struggled with it a while, but I did the unfollow. Because it was easier for me to unfollow. And occasionally I will go look at at the, the their, their social media post. But then you know what? I realized it was putting me in a hole where I was wanting to be like someone I wasn't. And they were like having these great deals. Like they only did two sales two times a year and they're supposed to be this great deal. And I'm like, you know, that was causing me to try to be like everybody else. And I was spending money I didn't have trying to keep up, as I say, with the Joneses. And I'm like, you know what? I, can't, I just can't do that. The second thing that actually have broke my heart at the end of last year. It really broke my heart was we were going through a really tough time. And I, like I said, I've always been a people pleaser. I always want to help people, encourage people, get people together. Um, I love, love being around people. When I surround myself with communities, when I am 100% the best I have, I have been ever, you know, when I'm in community, when I'm alone, And I hope you feel this way too when you're alone and you're lonely. That's when the devil starts coming in and starts picking apart your brain and starts showing you all the things that are wrong in your life instead of all the things that are right in your life. Um, I had a mastermind that I started last year and it was an amazing group of women, but soon I started to see the cracks and the flaws in what I was doing. And then I realized throughout this mastermind, and it hurt because it broke up at the very end of last year. I started looking back at it and I saw where the mastermind was being undermined, that there was underlying tones, that people weren't necessarily giving their all or were taking ideas that were out in the mastermind that somebody was saying they were doing and they would jump on that idea and go ahead and push that out in the world instead of thinking up their own idea. And so it ended with a lot of hurt feelings. I, not to say that I won't do that again, but I'm going to be very selective about who I share because with enneagrams 2s, trust is a very hard issue and trust is something that you don't, um, it's hard for an Enneagram 2 to trust. It's But once you get their trust and you get them on your side, they're on your side forever until they betray that trust and it's hard for them to forgive. So that was one of the things that really, really struck out to me when I was reading um, that devotional by Karen Ehrman is that, you know, people pleasing puts people in the place of God. And I thought, wow, I do that. I try to people please people more than God. There's a lot of times this year where I had to stop and I had to pray on situations. And before last year, I would just say yes, yes, yes to everything. But I realized it wasn't serving me. And that's the one thing that you have to think about. Is it serving you? Is it affecting your mental health? Is it affecting your physical health? Is it affecting your ability to be with your family? Is it affecting your ability to actually take care of yourself? And if it is, then the answer should be, no, you can't do this. I absolutely love working at the farm that I work at. But this year has been an emotional roller coaster. This past year has been. And I just could not, not, not do it this year. I just didn't have the mental or the physical capacity to do it. And it really, I thought on it and I was like, you know, I really dreaded it. I loved the extra money. Don't get me wrong. The money was great. And I loved working with friends, but I just felt like for the capacity for me, I just wasn't there. And it was probably the hardest thing that I had, hardest text I had to write to a friend because it happened to be one of my best friends that runs the farm And I had to text her. She's been on the show before, Emily. Um, And I had to text her and I was like, you know what? As much as I really want to say yes, I have to say no. I I said, with everything, you know, with the past year, I just don't have the mental capacity or the physical capacity to do this for you this year. I'm so sorry. And I don't want to let you down. And I feel like if I have to leave during any part of this, I would have felt like I was letting you down. And I did actually let her down one day. Um, This year, when she had asked me to work and I thought I could, and then I ended up getting a six day migraine. If you've ever had a migraine, it is awful. It is one of the things that I don't recommend anybody getting, any but having one for six or seven days that won't break, it's awful. So that got me started thinking on the trail that, okay, that was a hard text to write. But in a way, I felt free. I just felt. Leading up to that point, writing that text was hard, but once I wrote that text and I hit that send button, it was like a load just lifted off my shoulder. It was like I worried so much about it, and gracious enough, Emily came back with a beautiful, beautiful thing saying, It's okay. I understand. Family comes first. And a lot of times, during the fall season, I would never see my husband at all. We would just be two ships that passed in the night. And that's one of the things that I made the commitment on um, is because he works really long hours during the week. And he also works on S- S- Sundays that the only days I would actually see him would be Saturdays. And so if I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday until seven o'clock at night, he would be, he would pretty much, we'd have maybe two hours to spend from like nine to seven. I would work and it wouldn't have time. So family was priority for me. Now, not to say that we spend every Saturday together because we don't. Um, There are times where (laughs) we don't do anything. And then there are times when we're actually able to get away and go do things. Um, And then there's another couple of things that Karen said in this this devotional that really got me. And I actually wrote it down. She says, people pleasing brings such um, a detriment to our lives. And I already talked about that we make ourselves miserable. We lie not only to ourselves, we lie to others thinking, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. When really it's not fine for us. It's not fine for them. And we have such a a load of resentment underneath it that you think that, Oh wow, I'm saying it's fine, but it's not really fine. You know, if you ever watch these reality shows, I'm a really big fan of uh, the real housewives of any real housewives show, but my favorite is Beverly Hills. Um, and I'm really into Potomac right now because those girls, they spill the tea on everybody. And I, I cannot wait to see Heather back on Orange County. But, and I hate that Dallas was off. I mean, I've actually had two of the Real Housewives on the show. I had Vicki Gulteson and Carrie Britt on. But I'm a really big fan of that. But if you notice that sometimes they're, they'll tell you like it is. They will say, I didn't want to do it. At the reunion, they'll come out and say they didn't want to do something. And I thought, wow, you know, sometimes we lie to ourselves, we lie to other people, um, and all the while, there's that resentment bubbling up, and and you end up hating the person instead of saying, no, unfortunately, no, that's not for me, or unfortunately, I just can't do it at this time. Um, Think back next time. And there's been a lot of times in the blogging world, because as you know, I blog, and I actually just recently started another one, as you know, The Writer and the Farmer, that went... You know, when blogging, there's opportunities that come. If it's not the right fit for me, I would take it anyways because I'm like, oh, it's money. But now it's more like, okay, is this serving me? Is this my purpose? Does this fit with my blog? If it doesn't fit with my blog, then I have to look and say, okay, if it's not serving my audience and it's not, if I don't feel right about posting, then I'm not going to say yes. Granted, sometimes I have to say yes because it pays the bill, but most of the time I look at the, the quality of the post um, and there's a lot of times where people will come back and say, oh, we'll pay you $5 to write a 500-word 500, uh, 500 post and I'm like, $5 doesn't even pay the PayPal fee. So that doesn't serve me. I don't have a problem at all saying no to that. Um, also, when we lie... When we say yes and we're a people pleaser, we create more works for ourselves. Think about it. Um, I know, for instance, I like to be considered the room mom when my girls were younger. And I always wanted to like help with the parties and things like that. And then our are the quinceaneras and things like that. I loved, I love planning parties, but I know my limitations. And sometimes I take on too much. And looking at... And that's one of the things that going back when my daughter Maddie got married, I decided, hey, we're going to hire a day of coordinator, someone that does all the stuff so I don't have to do it. And my husband thought it was crazy. But then again, later on, he said it was the best decision we ever had to make because I didn't have to do everything. I had someone else do it. And it was so much better than her, than me doing it all and being so stressed and not being able to enjoy it. So sometimes when you say no to people and you're not trying to be a people pleaser, it allows you time to spend time in your life to enjoy your life, to be um, happy in your life, to to actually get away. Like, for instance, when I went back and talked about, you know, not working at the farm, well, my husband and I were able to get away to the mountains for the weekend. And I, something that I had been wanting to do, I didn't get to do all the things I wanted to do because I ended up working that weekend, um, for, um, the writer and the farmer, um, working for visit NC farms app. It actually came up that we're in, but I still got flowers, which is my love language. Still got to spend time with my husband, got to drive and see beautiful God's work on, on the Blue Ridge Parkway. I mean, just, it's amazing time, you know, just amazing day. But I also came back with a headache because I didn't sleep. I was looking for the charm of the cabin, and the cabin was nice, but it wasn't a right fit for us because it was close to a highway. And if I had investigated more, I would have realized how close it was to a highway, and I would have not booked it because I'm used to pretty much not having anything around when I sleep and having two fans on, and there was no fans or anything in the – so, yeah. So coming back home with two migraines did not help. But so we, we be both physical and emotional, it overwhelms us when we lie, when we just want to be a people pleaser and we want all these resentments and everything going on. And we lose our grasp on joy. And joy is so important. We need to have joy in our life. And I've noticed that lately my joy has been slipping. I don't know about you, but as we go into the holidays and you think about family members that aren't here anymore, um, I have two family members that aren't here with us. My husband this year lost two amazing people. I mean, we actually lost three amazing people, but um, we lost his his dad at the beginning of the year. We lost his brother not too long ago. I mean, his boss man, as you know, I, I read about that. I, I talked about that here. But it's just amazing people that um, we've lost. And, and, you know, my dad and my sister aren't at the Thanksgiving table with us. And I just feel like I just want to embrace the joy. And unfortunately, with that joy, when you go to holidays, comes that toxicity of being around people in your family that tend to judge you, that tend to not have your best interest at heart, that tend to only want what's right for them and not what's right for everybody else. And sometimes you have to say enough is enough. I'm sorry. But I can't deal with that behavior anymore. And let it be gone from that. And when we people please, we offer a standing ovation. A standing invitation and an ovation to regret. Meaning that we end up regretting what we didn't do. So, have a cup of coffee. Do things that you want to do. And I'm going to be right back. After this brief commercial message, to talk about some of the things that I have done that have been because I haven't worked at the farm this year that I've been able to do. So we'll be right back. Chats from the Blog Cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Chats from the Blog Cabin. Enjoying this episode? this episode? Leave a review now. Okay, y'all, we are back. And before we went to the commercial break, I talked. I talked about when we are a people pleaser, we offer a standing invitation to regret, and that's what Karen Ehrman said. And I totally will link on here. Uh, the particular book that she wrote uh, that was about this because this book is called When Making Others Happy is Making You Miserable. And I absolutely love it. I can't wait to grab the book myself because she has so many great nuggets in there. But going back to when I was talking about um, the invitation to regret, okay? And talking about being a people pleaser and talking about how hard it was for me to write that text message to my friend telling her, Hey, I can't work at the farm this year, but I'm going to tell you what that opened up for me. Number one, I, I started a new venture called the writer and the farmer, which, you know, as you know, I posted about it here. Um, Emily, I went out to Emily and did an on location, um, podcast, um, and YouTube channel, um, on that. And it was amazing. And I loved it. But it's also offer of opportunities. One, I got to go to the Media Tasting Day at the North Carolina State Fair. I would have not been able to go to that. And I got to meet some of the people that are in the North Carolina Department of Agriculture, which will help me with the writer and the farmer. Um, got to taste some amazing food and make some connections around there. Um, I will also also, right after that happened, was the sixth day migraine. And so I was basically laid up there, but uh, it was a great time for me to just get out and just go and, and drive to Raleigh, which I don't normally drive a lot to Raleigh, but I drove to Raleigh, got there, got there safe, drove back, drive 40, which that, that wouldn't normally happen. Um, did that. I also talked about when we went to the Mountains with my husband, that trip would not have happened. It probably would have happened later on in this month, which is they're already getting snows in the mountains, North Carolina. So, you know, we probably wouldn't have been able to go yet. Um, So that, that happened. And during that time that it happened, we got to, I got first time experience of apple picking, which I was able to write about on the blog. I got to meet this amazing woman named Loretta from the Never Ending Flower Farm in, this, in the mountains of North Carolina, and pick some beautiful dahlias to bring home, and learn some of the things about agriculture and sorghum syrup. Um, we got to go to wine tasting, which I love, 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 love wine tasting. Um, and <laughs> this is the one thing that really shocked me: is we were talking about wine, and we're talking about bringing a bottle home, and none of the bottles we really liked um, they were all very, like, dry reds, and I'm very, like, a sweet, a sweet wine person, and the guy's, like, well, our sweetest wine is this bottle right here, and it's, like, $40, and my husband's, like, okay, get one, and I'm, like, who are you, and where did you get my husband, because he never would have spent $40, but he's, like, it's not like we do this every day, so we went wine tasting, um, had an amazing burger at a really great place, and, um, in Asheville as well, called Homegrown, um, got to book an Airbnb, stay, get away from the kids and the dogs, even though I miss my girl, um, Allie, who is right next to me, if you hear sniffing, it's her, she's sniffing on the floor, I don't know why, um, she, uh, you need to check out my Instagram to see her, but, um, we did that. Um, I was able to go to the state fair, which I haven't been at the state fair in years. But because I had gone to media tasting day, they gave us um, two complimentary tickets, and I was able to go back to the state fair and made the connection with one of my favorite wineries, Country Squire, which is in Penasville, um, Duplin County, North Carolina, and they have apple riesling. And I the the winemaker, the vintner, who was there, I got his card, and we're going to work on a, a blog post for the writer and the farmer, so I'm so excited when well, I got two bottles of wine there. Um, got to see all the great things that the state of North Carolina has to offer as far as agriculture. got some great ideas for blog posts. Um, I was able to um, go to Dressing the Abbey from um, in North Carolina Museum of History, and I'm just talking about some of the amazing things that I've done right now. Um, North Carolina Museum of History Dressing the Abbey, which is all the costumes from Downton Abbey. If you're not a big Downton Abbey fan, I suggest you check it out because it is amazing, the details. And there's something that you can learn from different things in that show. As I was watching it, I never really thought about farming. And then I'm like, wait a second, how does this apply to farming? So I'm going to write a Downton Abbey post about how farming and Downton Abbey and all this kind of tied in together but during that time, I got to spend an amazing day with my youngest daughter because she went to the the show with me um, to the exhibit. And we got to spend the day at the North Carolina Museum of History and the North Carolina Museum of Science, which are right next to each other in downtown Raleigh, which we haven't been to since the, they were young. Um, also, we got a chance to, as you know, Cecil has been on, Simone from Cecil has been on the show several times. And they had um, something called Sweet in North Carolina. And that was last week, and it's where they were showcasing the sweet potato. Well, Sassoul has come out with a sweet potato hummus um, that was created by another blogger, and so they sent so Simone inviting me to come out and try the sweet potato hummus. So. Gracie and I chugged up the um, carry, went up and ate there. But before we went there, we went to the North Carolina Museum of Art, which we haven't been to in a while. So they're being able to take the time and not have to worry about, oh, I'm so tired, you know, because by the end of the week, by the weekend, when you're working like long hours, long shifts every day, and then by the, during the week, you're exhausted. You can't, you can't function. You can't, you don't have The capacity to do anything extra. So being able to say no opened up those uh, opportunities. But it also gave me time because I guess God knew those migraines were going to hit. Because migraines have hit. And migraines have hit. And migraines have hit. And I'm sitting there going, okay. 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 Recover. But in that time, I'm reflecting and I'm thinking, okay. The migraines are hitting. I'm spending a lot of time on the computer. Maybe I need to get out from a, behind the a computer and out into the world. And so that's what I've been doing. I mean, um, it also gave me the opportunity to go to um, with Tabletop Media Group, who Kristen has been on from Tabletop Media Group. One of the very first episodes, I believe, has been on um, chatting and they had a thing with Farm Credit, Carolina Cape Fear Farm Credit, um, where We went to Hubs Farm, which is a pumpkin patch in um, near Clinton, North Carolina, in Sampson County. So I was able to go out and do that for the rider and the farmer. Um, Had a really great time there. Got to meet a lot of different people. Got to interact with a lot of people. Was able to just enjoy the ride because it was backcountry roads, which I'm a huge love riding backcountry roads. I like it better when I'm in a passenger seat because then I can snap pictures or look at scenery more than when I'm driving but still able to enjoy what God has put out in front of us and able to enjoy the life that God has created. And I've gotten more of appreciation for the farmers that are out there in the field toiling more and more each day. Um, now that I'm starting to write the blog post, I've never would have run across a webinar, which I attended on Wednesday night about, the soil production and and soil nutrients and I'm like why did I why am I doing this you know because I know you're thinking that because if I'm going to write about the farming side the outsiders who are farming then outsiders need to know that farmers have to attend these seminars to talk about soil nutrients to make sure there's how much fertilizer they need to make sure they're not ever fertilizing their land making sure that this this and this is right that they're being good stewards of the land and a lot of people don't take that so yeah so being a people pleaser actually kind of hurts you in a way that it doesn't open you open you up to other opportunities. It uh, closes your doors on so many things that God has laid in place and put in your heart and put in front of you. and it's it's hard when there are so many times when you want to speak up and say, "Hey, you know what? this isn't serving me now. I need to stop this. And it's something that you've done a while and you're like, you know what? I I can't do this anymore because it's not serving me. It's causing me to have regret. It's causing me to have so much resentment. This is not serving me. This needs to stop. And I think a lot of people take that resentment and just bury it and just bury it deep and deep and deep and don't ever think about what it's doing to them physically and mentally. And One of the things in this devotional, and I only wrote those few notes down, but it really spoke to me, was when Karen was talking about, you know, people pleasing and just how much it hurt her life. And I got to thinking about, you know, you're right. Some of my happiest times are times when I don't care what other people think. I think from the age 50 on is when I had the attitude like, I don't care what the rest of my family thinks. I'm going to do what I want to do. And yeah, if you don't like it, then oh well, get over it. I'm done with it. I'm done with the judgment. I'm done with doing what you tell me I have to do. I'm a grown woman. I can do what I want to do. And that's so freeing to be able to do that. Now that's not to say that some of the decisions I made are right. But it's just the chance that I absolutely have the opportunity to make those decisions and say no to some things, yes to some things, maybe to some things, I'll think about it as some things, or you know what, not feel guilty and walk away not feeling guilty. Now, do I feel guilty? Absolutely. Still 100%. That's the Enneagram 2 in me. And it's hard, hard, hard not to feel guilty when you're an Enneagram 2. So... If I leave you with that, I leave you with don't let people-pleasing be who you are. Don't let it define you. Because, as Karen said, it puts people in the place of God. And I'm going to leave you with Galatians 1.10, which is the Bible verse that she quoted in her uh, devotional And it goes, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So tell me, do you want to please people? Or do you want to please God? I know for me, and it's a struggle every day. And if you're, if you are in your faith and you're standing strong in your faith and it's not a struggle for you, hallelujah, praise the Lord for you, kudos. But for me, it's a struggle. But I want to be a servant of Christ. That's the whole reason why these Sunday inspirational series are what it is. Because I want to be a servant of Christ. I want to be the best Melissa I can be. And I want to be the person that God made me to be. And I want you to be the person God made you to be. And I pray with my whole heart that you serve God. And that you don't let people please and become your religion in your life. Because as Karen said, we offer an standing invitation to regret and resentment. And we lie to ourselves and we lie to others. Be honest with yourself. When an opportunity arises and you're not sure about it, ask the person. Can I think about it and give you an answer in a few days? And pray. When my friend Emily, go back to the when Emily messaged me. When Emily messaged me, I waited a couple of days to pray on the message. And then I wrote her back. Hey, I wanted to wait a few days before I responded because I wanted to pray about it. And I wanted to, to sit with it for a while. And anybody that is your friend. That wants the best for you will allow you to sit with your decision for a while. So. Peace, love, and all those other good things, my friends. No more people pleasing. Keep chatting. And most importantly, be blessed. Chats from the blog cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode.